issue number 13 of Headline Heroes, a comedy podcast where we take today's headlines and create a comic book origins story. My name is Drew Mick. I'm Nathan Haynes. And I'm Tanner Ackerman. Guys, I tell you what, it's been a it's been a long week. For anybody who doesn't know, all last week, the members of the Headline Heroes podcast were actually at E3, the Electronic uh, Entertainment Expo out in Los Angeles. And I, I'm pretty I'm pretty beat. What about you guys? Oh, exhausted. Worn out. Uh, that jet we got lag. A lot, a lot of offers from, uh, well, we had a booth, of course, and we had a lot of people, a lot of big names coming up, Microsoft, Sony, et cetera, trying to buy the games that we were offering. And I got, I got to say, I'm pretty, I'm pretty proud of what we had to offer there in our Mego booth um, in the bathroom stall. Uh, but you <laughs> You know, I, I think it was it was prime real estate because a lot of people came in there. A lot, a lot of foot traffic. A, lot, a little bit more bowel movement traffic than I wanted. And, Got asked and, for toilet paper multiple times. Mm-hmm. Not my job, but I did it. Yeah, we were always very accommodating. Not to mm-hmm. keep talking about our lucrative enterprise of uh, the Headline Heroes podcast, but what was your favorite game based on our intellectual property that we put out? Well, you know, the biggest thing in video games nowadays is, of course, VR. Uh So I was very happy to be demonstrating our uh, VR Bushida Sobo experience, where basically you put on that headset and you just walk around and that's all you do. You don't have to do anything. The sword does it for you. You just walk around the city, and if you walk past someone who's getting mugged, boom, your arm goes out, you cut at that purse, and boom, (laughs) Nate's your grandma. (laughs) And sure is Nate's your grandma. <laughs> that was a pretty good one. I think that was probably uh, one of the ones. I think we saw Microsoft eyeing that one up. My favorite, personally, was our arcade cabinet that we decided to construct. I mean, I know arcades aren't as popular as they once were, but our arcade cabinet based on Mech Gruff, uh, the mechanized dog from episode three, uh, you know, it was pretty straightforward. It was mostly like you had to throw stakes and other kinds of mm. uh, oh, dog yeah. tractors to make sure that... That Mech Gruff kept. You had, you had to throw a stake at a man running away, like comically, with a bag of of money, big old money sign on it. Or like if there was someone in a burning building, you had to throw a chew toy nearby, so maybe McGruff would accidentally pull out the people while he was trying to get at the chew toy. And as you go on, it just becomes increasingly frantic. And and that, I mean, I really think that. It, it was a really nice throwback to a, to an era gone by. Boy, we were learning things about that game from people playing it that we didn't even know. Like one creative soul managed to tape a squeaky toy to one of the robber's feet. So then it was just squeaking every time he ran. And then that's all he had to do. He, he basically won that. Yeah, level. we did have to put that guy down because he did break our game. But, you know, you don't win them all. <laughs> He broke our car to take care of that. Yeah, like he kind of took the whole concept that we had built and kind of pooped all over it. So we did what we had to do. (laughs) And if you're a cop listening to this podcast, you have to tell us legally. (laughs) Also, don't look in the back alleys of Los Angeles, especially the one on uh, corner of 4th and Wilson. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, specifically that one. (laughs) Tanner, what was your favorite? My favorite was probably we had another uh, throwback to the retro era where we uh, did double shot, but it was basically Tapper. But <laughs> the key difference was that it was fully Connect functional and that you could only use the Connect to play it. It might have been my favorite, but I think it was the most hated game. You slide it across the table, and then you have to like catch their empty their empty cups, right? Exactly. Sorry, I didn't. I was very focused on the Bushido Sobo VR, the BS VR. Well done, Tanner. That was really a Tanner 
a Tanner creation right there, that double shot. He, he did all the work himself. This is I'm true. very proud of you. Is there any plans to incorporate Long John into this? Like maybe get some donuts in there? Yeah, I mean, that's the uh, DLC. That's going to be $60. <laughs> 60 <laughs> for an arcade retro game. That's how you reel them in. Listen, man, fun's fun. doesn't matter if an arcade retro game or if it's a new AAA video game. Exactly. Six, if As long as you're having fun, it's worth $60. That's what I always say. Drew on his high horse over there. Hey, Drew, do you need some? Um, do you need a ladder to help you come down from that high horse? Or no, but some oats would be good. In? He's getting hungry. Feed your own damn horse. <laughs> no, he's too high. He can't reach the oats down there. Listen, I know we're excited about Drew's new horse and about E3, <laughs> but guys, that's in the past. And it's time to come back to the present and focus on what it is we do here. Uh, what do we do here? Ah, his right. name is Jeremer, just so you know. That's that's the horse's name. Okay, I'm writing that down in the show notes. <laughs> yep, okay, very important. Got that all down. Oh, you misspelled um, it. Let me just... No, Jeremer. I think I got it. Uh, what do we do here? So this is the the Headline Heroes podcast. As Drew sort of mentioned in the intro there, we basically take... Uh, headlines from uh, news articles that we've collected across the internet and we use those headlines to make a superhero or supervillain origin story Uh, we select the article at random so not one of the three of us knows what article is going to come up this week and tanner selects it at random and lets us know what we're doing so tanner what what's going on this week okay so this week we are doing a villain Um, Mm -hmm. last week we created uh, nightlight who is uh, the defeater of essentially nightmares come to life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The monsters Mm -hmm. under the bed. Um, And so let's see this week's article that we're going to use to make a villain is uh, number two for you guys comes to us from UPI. And the headline is Florida man rescues dumpster trapped raccoon gives it a lecture. Oh, well, hold on. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to be a villain though. So, oh, I mean, I was just looking at that raccoon. Okay, I have to get at this raccoon and see what's going on. That's your typical raccoon. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty standard. <laughs> well, okay, this is this is a little bit of commentary from UPI, but ca- the caption is, a Floridian trash panda needs a little help escaping its natural habitat. Well, so I don't, okay, that's, UPI. <laughs> that's a little, that's a little uh, mean against the raccoons there. In the past, we've had some fun discussions about articles that we found that were not super news and this article upi i don't want to put you on blast but i think there's 10 sentences in this article and two of them are dialogue that the man says to a a non-responsive raccoon and they like triple spaced this too yeah they really they really pulled a college a college essay on this one yeah those (laughs) periods are like a font size higher so it really (laughs) can i can i point out the lecture is literally saying what were you thinking and then, okay, don't do that again. They're, they're kind of grasping at straws here. I don't know how CNN missed this one. I'm just going to take it back and just really focus on, we'll keep those those in mind, those two, um, those two phrases in the back of our heads while we do this. But what do we take from just Florida man rescues dumped or trapped raccoon and gives it a lecture? What what is it? What, how what's the villain story there? Is it the man or the raccoon? I was thinking the man, but I was mm. thinking a dude who's like helpful but always a dick about it. But I don't know <laughs> if that's really a villain so much as just very annoying. Listen, it's a very relatable <laughs> villain at the very least. Everyone knows that guy who's a jerk. Well, obviously, the first thing I'm seeing is Florida, mm-hmm. and as we've established, Flor- Florida's a, a bad place right now. In, in the fiction of our uh, of our creation, Florida uh, also is also in general. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to put Florida on blast, of course, but it is a blasted land. <laughs> 
Oh boy, we're getting into some wordplay here. Uh oh. What is the villain here? Like... Okay, so maybe something to do with lecturing. Like the thing that comes to my head first, but almost the thing I want to just like push past to see what else is out there is like a man who can lecture animals or people to like influence their behavior. But that seems too much just like straight up mind control so and, he's like and i feel uh, like we can push past it he was a professor in a lecture hall and he got struck by lightning while he was giving a lecture <laughs> he drank a glass of water but accidentally had nasa chemicals in it he got bit by a spider that has a little like graduation cap on top of its head <laughs> radioactive of course but it's a very sophisticated high 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 highly educated spider <laughs> mm, yes bite this man i will <laughs> What if this guy, for in all intents and purposes of this article, rescued the raccoon? But then what if in the fiction of Florida, the raccoon population was a big problem and it was uh, a direct threat to another bigger population that's uh, up on on the rise now that uh, a certain governor has taken position? And maybe they just wanted this raccoon to like reduce the raccoon population so the snakes could encroach and then maybe feed the snakes? So maybe I'm really stretching. This got very complicated. So he's yeah, I lecturing. don't know. I'm just thinking somehow we could do something there. I don't know. So what was he doing? Telling the raccoons to like just go get out of there, get out the of there, pythons. and into my bag here. Mm. This is a tough one. We've this... <laughs> we've stumbled across one that's that's really hard to uh, make a villain. Nate's got a very solid idea idea with like the lecturing his powers lecturing people and like then having influence over them. So subtle influence after like giving him a pep talk or a lecture of some kind. Yeah, I mean it or would almost have to be subtle because otherwise it'd be straight up mind control, and that's pretty be, powerful. Yeah. Zebediah Kilgrave or. Dude, that'd be a good person to have in your cabinet, though. Ooh, is this a an employee or maybe a soon-to-be uh, cabinet member of Governor Lisk? I definitely think it could be. I guess maybe we should flush him out first, but... Yeah. It could be what, what you're saying, and he's just kind of starting small on small animals to see if uh, it'll work. But he's starting small, hoping to work his way up to the people. He's doing some sort of experiments to get this lecturing power. Oh, that I that I wasn't even. This is like he has somehow obtained this power, and he's starting small because it's it's pretty weak, and he's got to really build it up. You know, he's he's uh, out farming. Um, he's grinding, if you will. Isn't that the term for yeah for for like getting wow. leveled up in in a video game? Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's 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 working on I didn't those know low that's level what you're monsters going for. so that he can go beat the boss. Mm-hmm. So before we go any further, if this is a an avenue we'd like to per- pursue. Should we just do the briefest of summaries of who Governor Lisk is? Because I don't want to alienate yeah, maybe anybody that's who important. hasn't listened to that episode. Yeah. All right. So those of you listening at home that have no idea what we're talking about with Governor Lisk in Florida is basically back in episode nine, we created a uh, character based off of the article, Florida wants to pay people to hunt pythons in new program. And basically what came from that is... A man who is bitten by snakes and is given a lot of snake powers and eventually works his way up in the the government body of Florida until he is governor himself. It started as a revenge thing against the former governor, and then he sees power himself. And he's just an all-around bad guy. So, And along with a common theme throughout our uh, narrative in past episodes is that NASA has kind of fallen and has become a bad organization, and NASA being 
based out of Florida, we've made the decision that Florida has um, is is uh, a very bad place, I suppose. So what you're thinking in this scenario is that this is this is sort of the story of one of the Governor Liska's generals, per se, like someone that he finds out about and taps to sort of join his cabinet to help further his own goals. And maybe it's after this incident with the raccoon, or I guess could, could before. Yeah, I like the idea that so I, what, what could be neat, and maybe you guys won't dig on this, but what if we sort of thrust this article into our universe and say like, or into this universe and say like this Florida man, he coaxes this raccoon, scolds it, lectures it, gets it out of that dumpster. UPI, for whatever reason, writes an article about it in the universe that we're discussing. Governor Lisk sees it. He, you know, he's reading his favorite news website, UPI. Yes. And um, he sees... A man who can convince a raccoon, known stubborn animal, to come out of a dumpster, its favorite place in the world, I assume. Uh, <laughs> maybe this guy's something special. And then, like, he starts keeping tabs on our raccoon man. I like that. And that, that's, like, the, the origin of their relationship, but it, of course, evolves from there. Uh, okay, so we've arrived at he is someone who can persuade people very subtly, and maybe it evolves from there, but for right now very subtly persuades people through lecturing pep talks and whatnot and right yeah, now he he's starting to him. yeah he can't just order it like purple man he's he got to like, just be like hey drew pick up that can he's well, got to be like but why <laughs> he's got he's got to give you a lecture on the finer points of sustainability and how recycling helps keep our planet going I mean, it doesn't have to be. I think it doesn't have to be an evil thing. It's kind of like the longer they hear his voice and and like hear what he's talking about, the more it it breaks them down a little bit. Oh, so it's kind of like a purple man, but it's dependent. It's time dependent. Yeah, I mean, this is in the future, but if if Governor Lisk is gonna tap this guy out, but God, what's uh, what's Sean Spicer's role? Uh, is press secretary. secretary? Is he press secretary? Uh, I definitely know the answer to that, and the answer, of course, of course, is yes. Is it? And no, I didn't Google it. He shut up. Okay. Yeah, press secretary, White House press secretary. So the one, the the person who is talking to the Florida press. the most, that the person who's going up and doing all those speeches, all those lectures, obviously, that's this guy. Eventually. Eventually, yes. Yeah. Oh man, I like this. I love fleshing out this guy's cabinet. I think we need to talk about how he got these powers. Well, I thought we covered it right away. He got struck by lightning while giving a lecture. <laughs> While a spider was biting him and he was taking a, a drink of space radiation. <laughs> yeah. What if, I mean, looking over the past couple episodes we've done, well, no, okay, well, I, I was thinking, mate, well, what if we went like a spiritual route with it? Almost the same as uh, Omen Shaman, our sign-spinning villain from episode three or two. Two. Um, but like in a way that he, this guy at some point either went to like a, a seminar put on by Tony Robbins or like <laughs> some sort of pep talk <laughs> thing somewhere. And like he had like... Maybe there were drugs of some kind involved, like, you know, they were all in some sort of yurt out in the middle of a desert, like, and he gets, like, heat stroke, and there's all this sort of, what is that, like, incense in the air, and he has this, like, chain, this, I don't know, maybe that's, like, what awakens these abilities within him, this sort of spiritual experience. Did we want to go spiritual more? We, I, that's what I, well, I mean, I, I'm just looking over the past couple episodes. Yeah. We've had sort of we've had nightlight which was sort of meta i don't know if i'd call him spiritual we yeah. had nightmare maybe on from Elementary the outside Street, it looks spiritual but we we know ghost. that it is it's a separate universe like yeah. we got our ghost teacher before that 
So that's pretty spiritual. And we have Bushidas or not Bushidas. Well, yeah, Bushidas Obo is a bit spiritual as we've established after last episode. And then we you have. You know, I, I mean, looking back, I don't. I think we've got a decent mix of spiritual and not spiritual. I almost think that we 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 are more heavily physical world. I mean, what I'll do. I mean, if that doesn't mean we shouldn't think of other ideas too. Yeah. I mean, if there's, if you've got other ideas, I like the idea of this guy, like powers, so like Tony, he reads Tony Robbins books <laughs> and then takes some drugs. I don't know. <laughs> some yes. Tony Robbins is prescribed drugs, but that makes absolutely no sense. He just hmm. likes to party. Maybe he reads a Tony Robbins book and he falls asleep in his favorite recliner while he has incense on. And like he ends up like hotboxing himself with incense after reading this Tony Robbins book, and yeah. that like does something to his brain. I don't know. <laughs> and the place catches fire. But we, all, I mean, there's also the idea that like he's an evil dude, right? Yeah. Or does he think he's? Uh, does he think he's helped that Governor Lisk is doing good for the world, and he thinks he's a hero, but he's actually a villain? Oh man, a real Ooh. Eichmann thing. Hmm. I, let's keep going. I did think you just we throw can... down an Eichmann in Jerusalem reference. I, I did throw down an Eichmann in Jerusalem. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> pretty topical <laughs> very yeah i like the idea it doesn't cover his powers at all but i do think it's like a good hero think or a good villain thinks he's doing the right thing so this guy is just really on board with governor lisk and he thinks he's doing the right thing he thinks that governor lisk is really going to bring he's going to bring florida back into a new age of of prosperity like he's like you know what? people have been making fun of florida for so long florida man this and florida man that but you know we're more than just florida man and so he thinks Governor Lisk is going to sort of bring them out of that. <laughs> I like the that. dark ages into a new renaissance. So blind, blind faith. Let's keep thinking of ideas for how he got these powers. So you don't want to go with incense hotboxing, okay? I okay. like, I think that's... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, I was thinking something like he was like a professor that held lectures, but no one ever listened or paid attention. So in some way, he's trying to come up with a way to force people to listen and pay attention and do what he says oh he so, really values education yeah but like does he like do experiments on himself or he's just like read the secret or what uh, yeah what, <laughs> well what if he's like a i mean i know we go the chemical route a lot but it's very easy what if he's like a, a chemistry teacher and he's trying to like do all these chemical presentations for his class to teach them the principles of science and they just like they're not listening they're throwing paper airplanes they're on their snapchat they're gabbing with their friends and they're, they're walking in late and he just he just can't take it anymore he's so he gets so fed up with these kids who don't want to listen to his lectures that he works yeah all these, all these kids just keep playing beyblades instead of listening to him yeah mm-hmm. definitely exactly. definitely and not like fidget spinners or something frantically yelling out <laughs> it's time to duel and like pulling out Yu-Gi-Oh cards <laughs> Well, I'm just thinking like maybe one day he's so he's so distracted by them not paying attention that he he messes up his whole his whole like zone explodes up front that he all the chemicals that he's working with sort of like blow up in his face. They sort of, it, it, so of course, doesn't have anything to do with t- any like Tony Robbins or the secret stuff. But That's all right. It would explain <laughs> powers, at least. Maybe I, he I, has a copy of Tony Robbins. Saying, there. Maybe the book's just sitting on the uh, desk right next to the beakers. It's you know, an Easter I, egg. I have noticed. You ever hold on a second? I'm just gonna send you real quick. Did you ever notice? I'm just gonna send you a picture of Tony Robbins, uh, actually his first book, and I think it'll probably clear some things up for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> now, Drew, what did I send you? 
I want you, could you describe Tony Robbins' first book cover for me, please, for the audience? I thought you were going to send us unlimited power, but no, actually, his first book is actually a, a, a novel called The uh, Necronomicon. Yeah, a little known fact that Tony Robbins wrote The Necronomicon. Oh, man, boy. He kind of likes to sweep that under the rug a little bit. He doesn't like to talk about it, but he did it. Most famous book is the one that he can't associate with. Isn't that, isn't that just tragic? Real I tragedy. Tragic. Real tragedy. Now, do we want to include Tony Robbins in our story at all? Oh, I think we have to. So, are we, how how are we how are we doing this? Oh boy! He's um, just, like, oh, is okay, he... okay, okay, okay. I have an idea. So, this guy, students don't pay him the time of day. Don't pay attention to him at all. His whole zone explodes because they're not paying attention. He's not paying attention to what he's doing. He gets like trapped. The students all flee because they're scared for their lives. He gets trapped under his like a bunch of rubble from the ceiling or like his desk or something. And like he had Tony Robbins's first book, The Necronomicon, on tape. <laughs> and it's just playing over and over and over for hours and hours and hours after he's covered in all these chemicals. Okay. And, and that's all he hears <laughs> for like seven hours. <laughs> and it impacts his brain. Okay, I have an idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you're gonna say if you're gonna say my idea, Drew, just fine. <laughs> Yours has so many elements. Listen, it's not easy to slip Tony Robbins in there. Okay? I have an idea. What if this guy goes to see Tony Robbins, public speak somewhere, motivational speaker, uh, goes and sees him, and then like somehow in the middle of it, like time freezes and Tony Robbins just like turns and faces this guy. His eyes are glowing, and he's just like gives him the solution to a chemical thing to uh, what he needs. Like he gives him exactly what he needs like the the exact formula that this guy has been looking out he's just like look to your own blood and then time on freezes and then the motivational speaker keeps going so there's like this kind of like out of this world tony tony robbins guides him towards exactly what he needs somehow tony robbins i feel like tony robbins then would become a god of some kind but <laughs> Well, he already is. He could join the pantheon of, of, well, I guess the only person that we have in there right now is Bill Engvall. And I know we talk about not bringing him up every episode, but he <laughs> there was he is. almost literally a deity. Are you happy, for... Bill? Can you please release my parents? Please. <laughs> All I'm just saying is he was basically a god spirit guide for Omen Shaman back in episode two. So if Tony Robbins is going to be like a spirit guide for this dude, I don't see why they can't be on the same I think level. Maybe, Tony, maybe Tony Robbins is something... From the Necromonicon, or oh my god, Necronomicon? Necronomicon. I was thinking when all the rubble was on him that Tony Robbins was going to come in and save him, is where you're going with <laughs> that. Out of nowhere. <laughs> Thank you, he Tony was guest Robbins. Lecturing at the college. Everybody gets one, and then he like web slings away. <laughs> okay, so we have a lot of ideas. Does anybody want to take charge and, and pick one of those bad boys or or come up with something completely different? I like both of those. So how about this? Um, he's at a Tony Robbins thingy. And what Drew says happens where it just isolates all of a sudden everyone else is frozen and he's talking directly at. I guess we haven't named this guy yet. Yeah. Uh, and his eyes are glowing and he tells him to grab the dice and dump them in the tub before he does whatever he does you know something weird like that the um, dice are made of, of bones of course yeah we'll consult the bones yes uh, and then when he's doing that he's for some reason doing it while he's lecturing the students because he's like i'll show them and decides to do it right then to get them to listen and that's when it explodes so like nate's idea and your idea combine and maybe maybe this explosion is how he got kind of maybe at first on the radar of governor list like oh this guy survived but then 
he continues to watch him, sees that raccoon thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe he that could the explosion could also lend towards why he's evil. Like the place explodes, he gets buried, all the students run out and don't even try to save him. And then Tony Robbins comes in and saves him. Well, <laughs> maybe, we yeah, maybe stuff freezes and he's just like Tony Robbins appears before him. His his hair is all like waving in the wind. His eyes are glowing. He's like, you have done what I asked of you. You have completed the ritual and like helps him out. But like in return, he's now kind of connected to this Robbins God Cthulhu-esque, I, I suppose. He becomes like an acolyte of yes. Tony Robbins-dom. Yes. I suppose, yeah. So what exactly is Tony Robbins? <laughs> I don't know that this is important. We fill that in. Yeah. Right okay. Now. But he is. We, we do know he we is somehow. We just know he is a power in this universe. And like he saves him. He's just like, you have become, you, you will slowly discover powers. I will save you now. But sometime in the future, I will call upon you. Something and that's that's it. He leaves him. Yeah. I mean, we brought Bill up again later. <laughs> Many times. <laughs> I guess, like, I, I had no idea that we were making Bill Ingvall a god in this. I'm not saying we're making him a god, I but am. he's definitely more than just Bill Ingvall. He is something. He's, I he thought it was no just something he saw, and maybe it wasn't really Bill Ingvall, it was just a vision. No, it was Bill Ingvall. Hey, Drew, I don't know why you're trying to take the thunder away from Bill. I also am bringing this up be- right because we established that the Omen Shaman is was very susceptible to it because he was a... A, a graduate of uh, Kindergeist. Yep, it's all related. It's true. So, like, it doesn't have to be Bill Ingvall. It was just... You know, no, it does. <laughs> Drew, is there a reason yeah, you're what? so anti-Bill right now? Because I'm, I'm sick of, of talking about no, Bill Ingvall, guys. No there, I said it. To we're doing together. Yeah, Drew's more of a Larry the Cable guy. Larry the Cable guy guy. I'm not saying that Bill Ingvall needs to come up all the time, but if we're making Tony Robbins a goddamn deity, I think Bill Ingvall can at least sit as a sub-deity. Okay, like we will demigod. we will discuss it later. I'm just gonna. I'm just no gonna doubt it, down it will here. be brought up in sometime in the future. Bill Engvall is God. Got it. Okay. <laughs> now it's canon. What do we, what do we have? What have we arrived at? I'm yeah. Thinking. Could we could we just do a real quick? So we've got like, his origin state of the character from yeah. me, please. All right. Who wants to do it? Um, I'll go. We've got his origin, yeah, which is the combo being at the Tony Robbins event and the explosion. Got what his what's driving him is he wants to just have people listen to him, um, mainly his students. Um, how he gets involved with Lisk uh, first that explosion he notices that, and then when he uh, lectures the raccoon, um, Lisk starts following him then, and that's kind of where we're at right now. Yeah. We know he's going to end up with Governor Lisk. And but. he has some sort of appreciation for Lisk because he maybe he appreciates how people listen to him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Anything else to add to that? I'm happy with so. that. Okay. What else? So what are the extent... So let's maybe dig in a little bit more of the specifics of his powers. Yeah. Because he starts with that raccoon and we sort of touched on the idea that I, I was a big fan of, of ex- extended exposure to his lecture makes his hold over you more powerful. So his students start getting perfect A's, like straight I mean, A's. Is he, is he going to continue to teach for them? Uh, at a- first, I think this is going to be how uh, Lisk starts to notice more stuff going on. Yeah. Maybe maybe the raccoon isn't enough. He sees other stuff happening that, he, that kind of clues him in. Yeah. Well, maybe the ra- raccoon for himself is what, where he realizes all of a sudden, like, wait. People are starting to listen to me or things are listening to me. So like in his lectures at school, he starts like being more verbose with them. And like all of a sudden, like, I don't know, maybe it's just like for one semester, but it makes headlines because like literally every single student got perfect A's or maybe he gets an investigation in him because of that, too, because that can seem a little fishy. And then I think if I were this guy, he would 
I would set up like a real test, like subliminally during your lecture, talk to these kids and be like, all right, everyone wear coordinate and wear pink tomorrow. Ooh, that's good. That's like, because at, at this point, he's realizing something's going on. I think, is this what's going on? Let's test it. And lets the students like, all right, everyone wear pink. And then lo and behold, next day, there they all are. That's a very cool idea. Yeah. I like that. But also, is he still hate these students? Or did we, did we even want to do that thing? Or maybe we shouldn't have him hate the students because he's going to be a villain in that He's going to join Governor Lisk and just blindly follow him. Yeah, I think he, once they're actually listening to him, he's happy about that. That yeah. kind of ends his whole thing with the students. He's and it also, almost makes him want more. He wants to be listened to more. He kind of gets a taste for it. He says, I, I, that was nice. Hmm. I'll have another, please. Hence why he gets into politics. Well, so when Governor Lisk is like, hey, join me, and you'll have all the people listening to that you ever could want, he's right on board for it. Yeah, Governor Lisk just shows up. That that same scene we had with Governor Lisk with the astronaut turning around in the desk chair, it's it's Governor Lisk now turning around in, in this guy's chair. It's a beautiful throwback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the idea, though, that it's not even a wheelie chair, so it's like sliding a just wooden four-legged chair. <laughs> he's, like, he's like bumping, he's like hopping in the chair to try and <laughs> move it. How how does this could you could you come help me please? <laughs> it's not it's caught on a no it's caught on the phone cord please. <laughs> <laughs> you you look and it is like moving like flawlessly turning around and the guy's just like wait that's not a spinning chair and and we the audience know that there's just a shitload of snakes oh, under there. <laughs> that's a good power move. So I I yeah I like that he gets approached. Theoretically, this guy could maybe hold sway over. Governor Lisk, but Maybe because Lisk's... he's he blindly follows him and trusts him, he he never attempts to even yeah. do that. I was gonna say maybe we could have his serpent powers somehow make him not susceptible to it. Maybe, but I suppose it's irrelevant. Yeah, because I I think we've agreed that he's gonna kind of have blind faith with Lisk. Mm-hmm. So he offers him the position of press secretary at the state level. Yeah, I assume that's a thing. Um, yeah. If it's not, then I don't see. Like, I feel like Florida is on its way to like seceding from the United States, and I feel like this guy is setting up the government as he wants. Yeah, that's exactly what I see it as. So, like, eventually he can have him uh, set up so that way it's basically the Senate in Florida, like, agrees to martial law or (laughs) something along those lines. Maybe not that extreme, but you know what I mean? One one day, maybe Governor Lisk will need that. Maybe, I mean, you never know. He has, like, Governor Lisk starts setting up contingency plans for the inevitable move of, all right, we're we're seceding now. And, Uh, you know, at first people are like, wait, what? Huh? But then you get... Our, our guy coming in here, he, he does some smooth talk and lectures him about the, the merits of being their own sovereign nation. And everybody's like, yeah, you know what? Actually, yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. So I guess this kind of goes towards weaknesses. But is it are these people going to hear him over the television? Is that enough or does it have to be in person? Well, I almost think that if OK, so if his power works with duration, mm-hmm. I think that that so at least in my mind, the way I would imagine it is it doesn't matter if he's heard over radio or TV or whatever. But the fact that you need to hear him for an extended period of time is itself a weakness because if I know that that's the deal and I can plug my ears real fast before you have a chance to really hook into me, he literally has no power over me. Oh, yeah. If I get a good pair of noise-canceling headphones... Yeah. Sorry, bud. Unless he hijacks that Bluetooth signal and starts putting his voice in your ears right then and there. It's true, but I don't know. He'd have to do that first. Yeah. What do you guys think? I like that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. eventually what it's going to it's going to turn into is that Florida uh, maybe eventually 
the rest of the world like cuts off signals from Florida. So then like they they realize something's going on, so they cut it off. But by then it's too late. Maybe a bunch of people have flocked towards Florida. Uh-huh. But they realize, yeah, we got to turn that signal off. This guy, I don't know what's going on, but somehow he's influencing us. I mean, I'm fine with that. Do we want to discuss more of like, did we did we want this to lead into what exactly is going to happen with Florida? Or do, should we talk more about this guy first? Or did we even want to talk about that? Should we come up with a name for him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's a little easier. You know, sometimes I, I actually the past like four times I've forgotten. Yeah, we should just <laughs> name him. So what would this guy's name be? Probably not strictly raccoon related right like that was just his first no. step yeah well his supervillain name could be walkie talkie walkie talkie <laughs> huh hmm so wait that's what the students call him sure do, we... do the students even call him anything though yeah professor dickweed <laughs> got him all right writing that down dickweed <laughs> d-i-c is he going to be known as secretary blank or is he going to create a weird, stupid name for himself? Or does he prefer to keep his professor title? Yeah, you know, it's, I don't. I think do they just call Sean Spicer press secretary Spicer? Like I don't. They must. I don't know what they call him. Maybe it would be easier just to say that this dude does keep his professor name. He's Probably. Professor Persuasion. That would work pretty well, actually. <laughs> professor Persuasion. That's kind of what he calls himself, I guess. That's not his actual name. Like he's known to the public as whatever secretary whatever but he he to himself he calls himself professor persuasion i don't know yeah maybe that's like a, 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 a it's not type made like a title he gives himself like hey look it's me the you know the king of convincing the the professor of persuasion it's and then blah maybe the rest of the world outside of florida come to call him professor persuasion oh like maybe uh governor lisk publicly will joke like haha yeah this here's my my professor of persuasion and people just kind of like pick up on that you sit down with him he'll he'll turn you around and the thing is if this dude wants his name to be professor persuasion all he has to do is lecture people about it people wondered at first why when this guy took over he went on on a 40 minute rant about why his name was professor persuasion but it really at minute 39 everybody really started to get it and support it <laughs> like he's convinced them he used his power to get what he wanted i'm down with that do we want to go with professor's persuasion yeah that's super good it really sounds like a name that a guy who is so obsessed with lecturing people would come up with like who who like all he wants in life is to be respected and lecture and and people like understand his lecture would come up with yeah it just sounds good yeah but we should also come up with a civilian name because he is going to be known as secretary something as well i mean it could be just super mundane we can come there's a pun in here somewhere ronnie tobbins vince con it's con vince but switch around oh my god rofone Michael Rofo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't get Vince Vaughn out of my head with Vince Khan. Maybe that's maybe that's the goal. Could a last name be something like Be Heard? It wants to be heard. Be heard. Be heard. Like, ba- like we could even like you could even make it like it's pronounced Bayhard. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny B- Johnny Bayhard. It's like Johnny Be Good, but it's, Johnny Be Heard. So Secretary Bayhard. It's Frankenstein. And then he would be Werewolf. Professor Bayhard. It's spelled B heard, but it's pronounced Bayhard. Really on the nose, but that's that's all right. This is <laughs> comics. Yeah, exactly. I I, I don't know. I, so, I, I'm fine with that. John, Jonathan Bayhard. <laughs> yeah. I I, I kind of like it. Okay. Now 
did we want to keep the raccoon in there somehow? <laughs> he could just keep it as Maybe a pet. Maybe he keeps it as a pet yep. as a signal of his first victory. Yeah, he convinces it to come out, and he's just like, keeps talking it. See, see what else I can do. Yeah, he just keeps the pet. He's like chilling in his office. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I have the perfect name for this uh, raccoon. Well, then we kind of got to. He calls. He comes to know it from where he found it out in an alley in a dumpster. He calls him dump truck. <laughs> God damn it. And then Larry the Cable Guy hears about his inspiring story and makes a chip flavored after him. That's canon. I sometimes worry we we are getting too many inside jokes that make no sense that we keep referencing. And it makes no sense unless people have listened to previous ones. Hey, people out there, if none of this makes any goddamn sense to you, listen to our old stuff. Please send us an email. Headlineheroescast at gmail.com. Please, we have no idea if what we're saying makes sense. For all they know, it's some activation code or phrase, and we've activated Mm -hmm. someone out there. Somewhere out there, somebody's going to kill be killed the prime minister of because Malaysia. we said a phrase. Okay, what else? I kind of imagine he doesn't really have a costume. No, he's very professional. He's got a uh, double button, a very nice fitted suit. I'm thinking mm-hmm. um, checkered. He's a very traditionalist. No, he's got to keep that tweed. He's a professor. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With the elbow patches. Yep. Oh, yes. And I mean, we know his motivation is sort of to be heard and to basically help further the agenda of Governor Lisk. What would a cover of his comic book look like? Um, I mean, it could be an issue of like Basil Lisk's comic, and he because this guy's just like a side character or something. I don't know. It could include both of them on it. Is he first introduced in an issue of Basil Lisk like there? Maybe, but then eventually cool. we get that origin story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has his own I like mini-series. that. Yeah. It's just like what the the reader's just like what the fuck is going on? Why are the, does that does that professor have a raccoon? <laughs> coming from? He goes home and feeds a raccoon and like pets it on the head and he like the issue ends with him sitting back on his recliner and reading a Tony Robbins book. Mm-hmm. And then we get the origin story. That's how it's left. It's just like who the fuck is this guy? And then finally we're like okay. The story you've all been wanting. The story that you crave, this weird press secretary and this raccoon, what's up with that? It could be the cover of the origin is him trapped underneath whatever the hell, the the rubble, and Tony (laughs) Robbins right there glowing like some sort of Aztec god Mm -hmm. before him. The guy's like holding his hands over his eyes because it's so bright, so bright. Both looking at him with horror and in awe, like a strange mix of both. He's holding (laughs) out a Tony Robbins book with a pen. Like, please <laughs> sign, sign this, please. Any other ideas? I, um, I thought we could do uh, when he's at the event and it's like when everyone else is like frozen still and like Tony Robbins is glowing. <laughs> Yet again, Tony Robbins. <laughs> yeah. Tony Robbins has got to be in this. It's important to emphasize just how much of an impact Tony Robbins had on this dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess we like to do the first defeat with villains, but that's kind of hard to do because I feel like his yeah, is really hard building to towards like a, a greater mm-hmm. event, kind of like our uh, Infinity War. So I guess we the next thing, the last thing we discuss is current connection to current Pantheon, which we've really covered. But did we want to have more of a talk about Florida? What's going on specifically down there? What the big plan is down there? Yeah, you know, I, 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 I'm kind of torn on it because I don't want to decide too much in advance. Like I, I almost like. We just sort of walked into this whole press secretary thing, and I kind of liked that. So I don't, I, I don't know how much we want to sort of predetermine. I like that whatever plan Governor Lisk had a vision of wasn't possible before this guy became press secretary. He needed to get the people on board, and sure, they love him a little bit. Yeah, they kind of really have no choice. But now he's really cemented their complete faith, uh, corrupted, and their complete undivided. 
support. Yeah. I think, yeah, I kind of agree with Nate. We should hold off because, like, if we had done too much before, we maybe wouldn't have been able to fit this press secretary thing in. It's kind of just creating itself. Well, how, how does this hit you guys? Maybe this is, maybe we should just let it happen a little bit more. But what if for, like, one episode we we sort of designate it as, you know, if you don't start listening with this one, and then, like, instead of making a hero or a villain, we read an article that sort of, like, and we try and improv Florida Governor Lisk's plan off of a headline. Ooh, I'd be down with that. Like, I don't, I, I couldn't even begin to speculate what that would look like, but it could be something to at least try. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. We'd mix it up, but keep to our core mm-hmm. concept here. I mean, so far, it's I just... could see it being difficult for like a complete and total plan to sort of come together in Florida based on other heroes and villains origin stories alone but if we sort of set aside some time to do it yeah, you could come up with something cool so far yeah. it just seems his plan is just like i control florida florida is mm-hmm. mine i will raise but an then army we also had that like nasa tie-in so it's like all right well what's nasa planning with governor lisk like where is this all headed yeah. yeah who's really in charge is it nasa or is it governor lisk they got to be concerned with him having access to Professor Persuasion now, because in theory, he he could hold the upper hand if they're not careful. Oh, man, that's true. So it's kind of like at first it's an alliance, but Governor Lisk is his he's he's gotten Professor Persuasion and then it turns into a kind of reluctant alliance between yeah. them. And maybe NASA in the back of their mind is just like, we got to do something about this. Like either we need Professor mm-hmm. Persuasion on our side or we need him out of the picture. But for the time being, it's keep your keep your friends close and enemies closer kind of scenario. Yes. I think maybe in the current state of the world, like this guy is now press secretary. He is preaching the good word of Governor Lisk and maybe people Florida's corrupted. And as people listen to him outside of the state, maybe they're starting to trickle to Florida. Oh, man. People go south for the for the winter. Oh, oh man, yeah. Now they're going to stay. Yeah. See, this is what I'm saying. I think we, we have a really good potential to sort of cook up what their plan is yeah for sure and maybe it's just one of his plans i don't know is mm-hmm. it it could be a I mean, plan against any good NASA villain has about 10 different plans yeah it and maybe it evolves into a plan against the world or maybe it, it evolves into a plan where he's gonna like take over nasa and put in his own person mm-hmm. Every, they've all got their agendas but it's like who's gonna win yeah and then like are, are any heroes gonna step in like there's there's a lot of potential for some great crossover episodes here finally oh man you know who could be easily recruited against nasa yeah i was thinking that too yeah infestra Um, of course so we have villain v villain v villain and maybe that's later down the road i think for right now we should build towards maybe bad versus good and then maybe a villain Mm -hmm. v villain in the future tenuous alliance between bad versus good with the definite like there's going to be an eruption between them okay that was um Took us a little bit to get to what the powers were. Then once we got <laughs> what they were, it fit in really well. I'm proud of us. Good job. Good job. Yeah. Anything else? I don't think so. No, I can't think of anything. Should I uh, wrap her up? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So this has been issue number 13 of Headline Heroes featuring our brand new supervillain, press secretary of Florida, Jonathan Bayhard, or as he likes to be known, Professor Persuasion. As always, we want to take this time to thank Brett Jacobson, who created the art for our show. We also want to thank Carl Sorensen, who created all of the the music for our podcast. Carl's website is carljsorensen.com, and it's in the show notes. If you have any articles you'd like to see us discuss, our email is headlineheroescast at gmail.com. Otherwise, Feel free to follow us on Twitter and tweet at us. 
at headline underscore heroes for the latest updates. One other thing before uh, we go, we just wanted to say we were guests on another podcast called The Wild Pitch. Basically what that show does, it's hosted by Derek. He uses his app called Mr. Rando and he generates three random elements, person, place, or thing. We've talked about it on this show before, actually, now that I think about mm-hmm. it. Person, place, thing, or abstract idea. From there, he and whatever guests he has on the show come up with a certain pitch of their own creation. Could be a movie, TV show, book, anything, video game, organ- uh, company, whatever. And it has to use those three elements. So we actually guessed it on it. And that episode will be coming out tomorrow. If you wanted to listen to that, uh, that comes out tomorrow, which is Wednesday, June 21st. And yeah, it was a really fun time. We really enjoyed it. What'd you guys think? Yeah, yeah I was it was pretty a nervous blast. going into it, to be honest, for for no reason at all. But <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun. We came and up, I would, de- would definitely do it again. We came up with some goofy stuff. It was yeah. We really did. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, to wrap it up, we thank you for joining us this week. And we hope you'll pick up the next issue of Headline Heroes. Headline Heroes.